It was at this moment that he knew. He bucked up. Welcome. You're listening to Bucked Up with Sam Buck. Man, thank you, Blaze, for coming on the podcast. I we met at uh, the Buffalo Kids Gallery opening. Yep, just randomly. Right. Um, I just I loved your clothes straight off the bat. Like I loved your style. I knew your style. Like I had seen pieces of yours posted around online. Right. But then when I saw you, like your, I forget what you what you had on in person then. Couldn't even tell you. (laughs) Yeah, you got too many crazy ones. I was like, shit, I had to talk to you. I believe it's the half and half Buffalo Kids shirt. That's exactly what it was. The the, crew neck. Yeah, the one. Yeah, that was what it was. And it's cut uh, diagonally. Like half Buffalo Kids and half the one with Claire on it. Yeah, that shit was hard. And then I was doing a podcast later that night at uh, the Old Struggle Studios. And you just popped in. Right. And I was like, I got to get you on because we had a great time that night. Yeah. That fucking, that day was crazy. You you got in twice, did I? <laughs> to the, the to the store, yeah. You were there early and later. You were the hmm. first one in the store, and you were there when I was. No snitching on this, but right. <laughs> <laughs> you got some crazy shit then. Yeah, I'll be around. Yeah, you do. You uh, how when did you start like the collecting of the merch or doing your own takes on it? Right from the very beginning, you know, it was like. I don't know, late 2016, late, early 2017, maybe. What was your first piece that you got? No idea. <laughs> but it started, you know, it was Instagram when everything was through the DMs. You know, there was no website. There was none of that. Yeah. It was literally, if you got lucky enough to get one of the few pieces he made through Instagram, that's what it was. I remember, yeah, Supreme Blyantel was the first piece I got. A t-shirt, Supreme just black Supreme Blyantel. Yeah. And I was like, damn, I love this merch. Like it was now it's like bigger than it's definitely way bigger. Now. It's With like, website, a, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's like a real thing. Like the amount of people were that were at that store oh, yeah. that now day, the store, it was like I mean, everybody else mad because the stuff don't hit the website. Exactly. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. You so, have to be there yeah. in person. I drove seven hours right. for that drop yeah, yesterday. People flying in and everything. Yeah. <laughs> did you were you like, did you start customizing it? immediately yeah pretty much were you customizing stuff before that yeah i've been doing it early 2000s i started customizing stuff a little here a little there you know painted shoes for a little while just little things make extra money yeah just creative always what you were doing like the the chopping up sewing together different yeah sewing stuff on shirts you know cutting fabric writing shit out when was what was the first like piece that got you like like oh I really think once I started customizing the West Side stuff and being around see I was on tour with them like the whole time because once I got introduced to them you know I got good with them how'd you so, meet at uh, well we met like the first show uh, it was a smaller show but then they had the bigger show where they had the pop up shop before. Westside did a thing where he gave away a vinyl for the first person in line. So I camped out, you know. You were the first person, first person in line. line. Yeah. I brought my man with me. He camped out with me. We both ended up getting a vinyl. So 
then you, that's really when everything got etched in stone. Then I pulled up to that show and I was early parked out front and they pulled up because to do sound check, I was already there. So Conway literally just hopped in the whip, like, yo, pull me around back. So then I just walked in with them. And then ever since then I was good. That was when he brought me out on the stage and was like, yo, I don't even know this dude, but he has everything I've dropped. Probably the only one in here with the fly guys on his feet besides me, you know, and that's really where it took off. Yeah. Cause you're like a real collector. You probably right. have, well, so you don't remember what the first piece you got, but you would get all of them. My memory is terrible, but <laughs> ever since 2017, I bought everything. Yeah. I mean, what's like the rarest shit you have? Shoes. Definitely the shoes. The fly guys. Because to be honest, like the first fly guys, they was the rarest ones because that was still through Instagram and the DM. There was no website. There was no robots trying to steal the shit. Yeah. You know, there was nothing. You literally had to reach out. And back then, I was, you know what I'm saying? Like, we was already tight. So he reached out to me when the shoes would drop. And I'd already get them. You know what I'm saying? I just sent him the money. He shipped me the shoes. Yeah. So... I you was had, one of the first people with them. You had, was it the pants with the patches on it that with all the different album covers? Yeah. Was that what it yep. was? I think that was the first thing I saw yeah. of yours okay. that was like. Yeah, so that that was probably 2017. I linked up with a dude from the UK who did patches. I bought 100 patches, like $400. He gave me a crazy deal. He wanted like $8 a patch. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yeah. bro, I got 100 of them. 100 different fucking ones I want. And I literally told them I wanted just every album cover there was, mm-hmm. you know, every single cover, all them shits. Everything. Yep. I got like a hundred patches back in 2017. Damn. I started sewing them. I got so many different outfits with patches on them. Cause you also had the jacket too. Like it was like, you had yeah. the bomber jacket, right? Right. With the, uh, cause your shit was like online. The vest. The, the, vest. Ve- the, vest. the vest with the patches on it. The vest with, with the patches on it. Did that guy know Griselda at all, or was he just a patch dude? I don't believe so. He was just a patch just dude. Just a patch guy. I think I came across his patches on eBay. Yeah. I found him on Instagram, so I messaged him there, like, yo, you know what I'm saying? Like, I got a crazy idea for a bunch of shit. What kind of deal can you give me? You know? What made you start the, like, customization of clothes? Was it just money, or did were you, like... That's where the trend is going, you know? Like, now is the time where everybody wants their shit cut up. Yeah. They want their jeans ripped the fuck up, bleached. You know what I'm saying? So it's really, it's all about timing. You were like, but it's big like now. I've always been interested in it. I just do so many different things to try to make money that I stopped doing some things because of it. Making yeah. clothes being one of them, you know, is here and there. A lot of times I just make myself an outfit, you know, if I was doing something. You right. know? And then it's just people would be hitting me up like, yo, we need that. How can I get one? You know, and that's really how it all took off. I was just making myself outfits. And then it's just everybody wanted it. Everywhere I go, people knew me. I go to the shows. They knew who merch was. Yeah. So it was like. And now your shit's up in the store. Right. Like you got, I got, And I got a store in Rochester with my clothes, too. Oh, yeah. And a grand opening the week before the grand opening here. That's Was that the first time you were put in stores? Yes. Well, the old struggle spot. I yeah, the old, stuff yeah. And, you know, but yeah. How'd yeah. you link up with Mike? <sighs> to be honest, I don't even know. 
Don't even tell you. Yeah. Just through things. Yeah. Just being around. I'm assuming yeah. I ran into him like I ran into you, and just one thing leads to another. You know, like that's how life works. You just run in just like run into people, you know, you blend. Yeah. Like were you like were you a fan of the because you're not from Buffalo? No. Were you a fan of the Buffalo rap scene before any of that, or were you I'm a fan of that grimy, gutter, gritty yeah. shit. Like I just love that shit. The grimy yeah. shit, yeah. And pretty much I'm from Rochester, so I grew up listening to Spech during the craziest times of my life. Mm-hmm. So I found out about Benny through Spech because Benny was rapping with Spech. Yeah. And that's how I found out about Griselda. Spech was around in Rochester for a long for, time. For a long time. Same with Ito. You know, like I seen Ito perform probably in 2004. Wow. You know? Yeah. And now he's with Lord Mo. Right. That's crazy. But Spech really, like, I mean, he, I've talked about this on the, like, he had an album with Cool G Rap, like. Yeah, and that shit, fire. So fire, fucking bro. good. That so, intro, right yeah. the intro, just crazy. But he was around for a he while. Different, you know? he different, he can really paint that picture. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. he's really talking. Mm-hmm. There's, there's certain rappers that can do that. So like. I just, I don't know, I just love that type of music. Yeah. So, so Benny was the first person you heard? Yes. That's that was me with Conway. Like Con, I heard Reject too, and it was yeah. so grimy. Right. Like I grew up listening to like Mob Deep, like yeah. you know, just the grimy yeah. shit. Like, yeah, that's, yeah, that's what I grew up on. And when I heard Wu-Tang, that, that yeah, Wu Tang, to listen to, yeah. you know, my first parental advisory album was Onyx. Back the fuck up, <laughs> you know, like yeah, from that era. And then it was something different yeah. when this. Mm-hmm. So what? So. 38 special. When did he st- like when did he get outside of Rochester? I mean, he kind of always been outside of Rochester. Yeah. Kind of just like Benny and them have too. It's just, you know, that hip hop scene is so tough. You really don't know about it. You don't see about it. You don't hear about it. You know, it's just you might be out there trying. Nobody really knows about it yet. Yeah. You know, especially been all over the place. You know what I'm saying? Like he's had features with legends. Back in the day, just like Benny. You know what I'm saying? Benny's had tracks with legends way back early 2000s. Yeah. There's always those, like, fuck, like, if currency signed to fucking Wayne in like the nine, you know what I mean? Uh Was like the hot, and now the legend, like, it takes a little bit. Were you making music at all during that time? No. When were you, when did you start making music? 2010, I think I built my first studio. See, that's, that's like, when I started making music, like, I, I was just making music. I never had nobody who taught me nothing. I didn't learn nothing from nobody. I literally just built my own shit and just started recording myself with a couple buddies, you know? That's really what it was. Just like, threw some money into it, you know? Uh, you know? 2010, time, you know? yeah, because that's later. Yeah. I had a little apartment with a fucking little studio, a little soundproof booth, you know, right in my fucking bedroom. Damn. With a computer fucking table with all this shit on it. That was 11 years ago. Right. So you were like, you just wanted to do it. You had, you just built your studio. You were just like, I'm going to do this from the ground up. Yeah. And your shit, you have, you have a new song coming out on the struggle mic. Yep. The struggle mic joint you've been featured. That's how I, cause I had heard your shit through listening to him and I didn't like put two and two together, you know, when I saw track. Exactly, yeah. yeah. That video, the crazy. 
that video is crazy. Shout out past guest saying, dude. But yeah, that video is crazy. You were, uh, <laughs> see, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to like make you talk about, but you got some, some of the, the guns you got in that video are insane. Right. You were talking about a collection that was insane. Right. You're a collector. Collector. Yeah, I like things. I like nice stuff. You like nice you stuff. Know? Yeah. Because at the end of the day, all that stuff still worth money. You know? Invest. I might, I might in not have sure. tons of money in the bank. But I got investments. You know? <laughs> yeah. So. Because you can get rid of that shit yeah. if you need. You can. Yep. Damn. So you started that stuff late. Like, you know, with the clothes, clothing and the music. and Yeah. And that shit has kind of like helped you out now in the like public, uh, you know, like, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Did you want that? Like when you were younger, were you trying to like be like, I don't know if you could say I wanted it because I, it's funny because you think the way I dress, you know, I like attention. I don't really like attention. I'm not really a people person. Mm -hmm. You know, I just like to keep it myself. I'm the dude just watching everything. You know? But I don't, you know, I've always been different. I never fit in. You know what I'm saying? I've just always been me. I never really gave a fuck what somebody thought about me. Yeah. It just, it just wasn't one of those concerns. You know, I'm cool with being me. I don't really care what anybody thinks about it. I was like ahead of the trend my whole life. You know what I'm saying? I grew up in the suburbs, but it's like everything I was doing was ahead of their time. The shit I was doing two years after they was doing yeah. You know what I'm saying? But the whole time I'm doing it, they looking at me like I'm funny, you know? But then two years from there, they dress in the same fucking way. You know, they wearing the same shit. One sock up, one sock down. You know what I'm saying? I was already doing that shit. Pant leg up. In the suburbs, one pant leg up. Yeah. Nobody was doing that shit. I didn't give a fuck. Never cared. Were you like, what? how'd you figure that shit out? Were you always just, you were always different or were you just? That's a tough one. I don't really know where to go with that one. Yeah. Like, what did you always know that you were just not right, like so the people around? It's just like, uh, say I was like 10, 12 years old. I got the first designs cut in my hair. You know what I'm saying? I'm a white boy in the suburbs. Mm-hmm. You know, people, my shit. You know what I'm saying? This is probably what, 91. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 92. I'm walking around with lines cut in my head, lightning bolts. One time I had a fucking checkerboard. You know what I'm saying? Like the whole bottom half of my head was a checkerboard. Like I yeah. just didn't care, bro. That shit was crazy. I liked it. You know what I'm saying? And then you just, I think, yeah, when you find the shit that you like, you just stick with it. Yeah. Because I always knew that like, I'm not, I don't go as far in. Like you have like your style. Like you're, like right. I say, like, but I always like different shit. Like yeah. no one around, like I'm a stand-up comedian. Not a lot of stand-up comedians are wearing all the like weird Griselda right. merch or like right. Right. the shit that I Definitely. have on. But that's who, not into well, like no one up goes on yeah. stage with this type uh-huh. of shit. But I like it because I don't want to be like anyone around. Like no, that's a fact. You know, I'm yeah. trying to be unique. Why would you want to be like, like anyone else? You go out, you see, you know what I'm saying? You you with 50 people, you know what I'm saying? And like three of those dudes got on the same outfit from the mall. Not, I don't I don't want somebody to have the same outfit as me on. No. I don't want to walk into a club and somebody wearing the same shoes. I just, you know? Yeah. That's why I, I like, I'm inspired. Like, I don't have any talent in, like, 
customization like sewing or anything like but i feel like everyone doesn't have talent then you just start like your shit you just like taught yourself or how did you i I had no idea nothing about sewing i'm just had creative vision you know and my grandma literally let me borrow her sewing machine (laughs) taught me how to thread it and i borrowed it for like a month the rest is history back and i bought one you know like yeah were what was the first piece like what was the first thing you did that you realized like that people wanted probably the first couple things i made were so crazy i wish i could even remember the first one i made i can't even so i think the first couple pieces i made might have had the patches on them i made a pair of cargo pants with album covers on it and then i brought them to somebody to get airbrushed and I airbrushed GXFR across the front of them. Before that's when, any that's of when I made the jean vest. Like I got a Benny jean vest with all his old album covers on it. And then I got a Conway jean vest. Those were the first pieces with just tons of patches of album covers. And then it says like GXFR airbrushed across the... Were you like one of the first doing like Griselda, Griselda customization shit? Besides Yagi. Yeah. You know, Yagi was doing it. Yeah. You ever meet Yagi or work with definitely, him? Definitely met Yagi a few times. Yeah. 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 I love that rebirth shit and I love your it's shit. And it's cool because you guys have, it comes from a similar place, but right. like I can tell when it's a your piece versus right. when it's a his That's piece. A it is, yeah, it is different. Yeah. Like a lot of my half and halves, I do at a diagonal. Yeah. For, yeah. For a reason. That's I ain't thing. seen nobody do that shit before I did it. I'm not saying I did it first, <laughs> but I ain't see it. Even this thing you write now, I love the like the circle cut you got and you got the two on the hood. This shit came to life by a fuck up. (laughs) All right, I got it here. Can you turn to the camera to show this piece? I mean, people will be able to see, but this is a crazy fit that you got on right now. That's so fucking hard. That's honestly... That's so hard. Yeah, so tell me, how did that come together in a fuck-up? All right, so I bought, you know, these was all the Scorpion hoodies. I bought the black one, the yellow one, the red one. Yeah. Planned on doing three hoodies in one. Mm -hmm. All right, so when you cut them at the diagonal, you got to cut two the same way, one the opposite way. I don't know what happened. I was in a rush. I ain't really sewed nothing in like a month because I was on a run. And fucking... I cut them all the same way. Like you were actually on the run or no, you were just no, busy? No, no. I was, just, oh, I was about to like, you shouldn't be sewing when you're on the run. There's so, <laughs> other shit to focus on in your life. But yeah, so I cut them all the same way. I had a dude that already wanted, wanted the hoodies. Mm-hmm. You know, shit was already pre-ordered. So I'm like, damn, what do I do now? Like I, the hoodie's backwards. So this is really backwards. Like I had to put it on backwards. Oh, oh yeah. So does it have two? It has the two champion sleeves. It has yes. the champion on both sleeves. Because the yellow hoodie's backwards. That's pretty fit, the fire though. I have the purple one. There's a GXFR back here, if I'm not mistaken. Oh, so it has it on because both sides. Because the one hoodie's backwards, so I got you know the front of the two hoodies. So then what I did is I cut the pocket off, and then sewed it on. I just I turned. I sewed one on and then I had the other half. So I took that half and I cut the scorpions off. I cut the sleeve off. 
and I cut the pocket off. Yeah. I sold the pocket on here. The other hoodie that I sold, I sewed the yellow sleeve on that one and put yellow scorpions all over it. And then I kept some scorpions. I put black scorpions on this one. That's so... Because you want something that no one else and has. And then I put the patch on the back to cover up the holes in the fucking pocket. Oh, I that's to, why... I had to cut the pocket off. The patch is so... It's like right. a, it's a big That's why patch. it's so low. Because I had to cover up the holes from the fucking hoodie pocket that was on... This is really the front of the hoodie. No, it makes sense, but that is like no one's gonna have that. When you're right. talking about, you yeah. don't want anyone. You don't want things that no one else yep. is gonna wear. It's so yeah, I, I had to sleep on it. Like I was. Did you think you fucked it up? Oh, at I first? really thought I fucked it up because it's a big investment. But then when I slept one. on it and relaxed, you know, yeah. figured it out. I could just do this, do that, make it work. Because each one is what a hundred something dollars. Each hoodie. These ones were more expensive, I feel like. Maybe they were 75. The hoodies are usually 60. No, those are 100, I these think. These ones are 100. I'm pretty sure these those ones are 100. Yeah. The hoodies are normally 60. The, yeah, but those yeah, ones these were 100. Ones were more they have the embroidery okay, yeah. and shit. So that is a $300, like, right. mistake, which you don't want to yeah. eat. You know and what I mean? I already had somebody waiting on it. Yeah, exactly. You know? So you don't so, want to have to do that again. And this was the dude that opened the store in Rochester. Oh, okay. So, yeah. So you didn't really. So yeah. it was. It was really. It was a big play. You know. <laughs> it was a clutch move. I. You know. what I'm saying. I had to make happen. You pulled it together. I had to figure it out. You and know? it came out great. It's a fact. It came out great. How long does it take you to make one? Take a sip of your water. Now that really varies on the detail, because I mean. Some to cut and sew a hoodie, you could do it in an hour. But when you start adding detail and bleach or like doing something like this, like you could take a whole day making a fucking hoodie. Yeah. You know, a lot of it is the, the prep, you know, like cutting the hoodies, pinning them together. Making sure the lines are right. Right. And shit. Yeah. You know, like a lot of that prep time and then throwing and sewing machines, not that long. You know, and I do you ever fuck one up. I not really fuck up, but. Like the sewing machine would fuck up. So it fucks everything up. Yeah. When you're sewing something for somebody, you don't got time for that shit. You know, like I sold a lot of stuff for BSF. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like sewing machine fuck up. I still got 20 jackets to do. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just. Yeah. And you got to take that shit. And then you got to keep, you know, you got to start over. You got to figure out what the fuck's the matter. Take it apart. Clean it out. And you taught yourself all that shit. Yeah. Just like the music. But I mean, nowadays you can teach yourself anything. You know, you got YouTube video. You know, you can do anything. Yeah. Well, we're talking about your drinking, taking a sip of your water. I was talking about how I don't hydrate well. Like you were talking about like taking care of yourself right. and how like the mainstream like narrative of taking care of yourself yeah. is not going to keep you healthy. That's a fact. It's going to make you yeah. sick. They want you to be sick so they can make more money yeah, off. It's a money-making business. It's like a Netflix subscription. Right. If they can get you to pay a certain amount of money every month. It goes hand in hand. It's just like the police is the biggest gang. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Pharmaceutical company is the biggest drug dealer. It's all hand in hand. It's the way, it's, it's the, way the system's set up. Yeah. They just you know, life. made it so yeah. um, it's a monopoly. It's got to maneuver through it. Yeah. It's all bullshit. Well, you were saying earlier on in your life you weren't as healthy right <laughs> you were doing a lot of shit yeah young and out of control yeah when did you like find like how did you find like health how did i find health hmm. i guess 
when I started realizing the way shit was really going on in the world. You know, like there's a lot of stuff that's, you know, they present to be real that's not. So it's like, you gotta be careful. You know, like the FDA ain't really doing what they're supposed to be doing, you know, to say it lightly. Yeah. So you got to really be careful what you put in your body. A lot of these diseases and sicknesses, they come from shit you're putting in your body. Like you're doing it to yourself. Yeah. They gassing you up thinking you're doing the right thing. And really, you're just making yourself sick. Well, you were saying that like you got fucked up the other day and, you know. Mm-hmm. in an injury right and that you don't want to take like pills right to fuck but like earlier like you were taking you like right. you you said you like you were taking drugs at an early age right. like what made like when did that change happen when did that change happen man it took a while you know like i calmed down a little bit how old but i still party a little bit here and there yeah i was probably in my 30s late 20s when i started chilling out early thirties when I really started figuring out, you know? Mm-hmm. And that's when you were like, started getting healthy and like learning yeah, about right. that shit. Yep. You know, were you like reading? Were you, I try to read a little bit, but I don't really got time. Yeah. Reading is time consuming. It's yeah. Tough, you know, you get to just sit down and do that. I try to put my time into making money. You know, if I got spare time, I'm trying to sew something, I try not to sit around and not do nothing. Yeah. You know, and when you have a house, a lot comes with that. A lot of expenses. Right. Yeah. You know, so. Do you like the, like, not the simple life, but like you said, you're in the woods, you can do what you want. Like it's very different than probably very different. A long period of your life. Yeah. It's amazing. You know, like it's a great feeling. Yeah. To have peacefulness, you know, what's better than peacefulness, to be honest, Mm -hmm. you know, well, you grew up, you said you grew up in the suburbs. Yes. What, was there like peacefulness up until a point or were you like, because like I grew up in an area where not a lot of shit was going down, but like in my house, a lot of shit was going right, down. That's a fact. So it was like yeah. I, no one around me would relate right. to the shit that I was going through, but I was going through it. You yeah. know what I uh-huh. mean? Yeah. So I like, is that how it was for you or did you get into yeah. it later in life? No, it was definitely like that. And I mean, grew up in a housing track, you know what I'm saying? So there's, there's no peacefulness there. Everybody fucking knows everything. Everybody knows everybody. Yeah. You know, so there ain't, ain't getting away with nothing around, you know what I'm saying? Like everybody talks, mm-hmm. everybody knows everything about everybody, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Is that why you didn't want like the spotlight like you said you were like you're not like you just want you don't want people knowing your shit right you you know you like see i'm so like i stand out everywhere i go yeah you know you are very but i keep to myself you Mm -hmm. know what i'm saying so i don't i don't know that's why it's tough it's not that i like the attention i just this is who i am is that why you don't really know how to change it because you know i'm gonna be 40 this year and i still ain't changed it yeah you know i got people i grew up with that see me like really is the same person yeah you know because you know a lot of people grew up everybody thought i was you know this dad i just wanted to be somebody else you know what i'm saying i wasn't trying to be me because yeah. i was different you know but then you see those same people 20 years 30 years later you're still the same motherfucker yeah you know and they're not where like you're happy you're not that you know right. like i'll it's I'm like i don't good. want to exactly you know what I'm like 
Well, is that yeah. tough? Like, try like making music later in your life, like putting yourself out there like that. Because, like, there is a lot in your music, you know, yeah. like the videos. The music thing like, really comes. The music came about. It's a good way to vent. You know, it's a good way to get shit off your chest. But you yes. don't hold back in your I music. I don't hold back. You don't hold back anything. And I don't know. It's definitely risky business, you know. It's risky business. The music thing? Yeah. Do you ever, are you ever like, maybe I shouldn't be doing this? I got some videos in the stash that are just going to blow people's minds. I saw one we'll of those just, the we'll night that I met you. Right I'm there. pretty sure I remember what video I know you're talking about where it is. It is wild. And I've got a lot of you got some real shit real shit are are like do you have like do you want to make your own project like do you like are you gonna put yeah like a full project i am working on an album dropping under struggle cartel oh dope when's that coming out um maybe a couple months no real date you know like it's almost it's almost done i got almost all the tracks done i think i got two more tracks left to finish and i just got to get it mastered that's dope. Got to do a photo shoot for my album cover. Is that your first project? My first project. I've never even dropped music. Like I, I've recorded some music. I've never dropped nothing really. Yeah. Until I met Mike. When I met Struggle Mike, you know, he dropped that song, Blenders. You know what I'm saying? And that was really like the first, first piece I ever dropped. How long were you rapping before you dropped that? Um, Consistently. All right, so uh, not long, a year or two. Okay. Because, like, you know, all the homemade shit, you know, I just, I did it, stopped doing it, do it, stopped doing it. You know what I'm saying? I just lose interest in it. Like I said, it was really just a way to vent, yeah. get shit off my chest, you know. So when I met Westside and Benny and all them, I got, you know, in tight with Benny, going to a lot of his shows, you know what I'm saying? We chopped it up, you know, one night and, you know, he said, pull up to the studio. So I pulled up to the studio, you know, like the next day. And I was probably there half the week, every week, you know, until the studio wasn't there no more. Yeah. And that was right across from the zoo, you know, Parkside. Okay. With Shay. Oh, that you was know, Shay's When I first too? really yeah. started recording, it was with Shay. Oh, wow. Yeah. Because he was such like a, he's like such a staple in the yeah. city, like... To have him help you like do that in the beginning was that nerve wracking like rapping in that studio and you hadn't done it with like that's a fact. fucking legend that's a fact because they all in the studio yeah, yeah. that's what i mean because like, i'm there late night you know i wasn't i wasn't in there during the day i had shit going on during the day yeah you know i was i was roofing at the time construction building houses shit like that so i would be there late night They'd all be in there. <laughs> what was the first time like rapping in front of them? I mean, my shit authentic. So I just, I never really worried about it. You know, it was just getting my shit up to point, you know, up to par. You know, because like I said, bro, I ain't had nobody teach me nothing. I didn't really know nothing about rapping. Yeah. You know, just put on a beat and write to it. Yeah. Nobody, you... nobody taught me no real way to rap. My shit kind of unorthodox all over the place you're who i am bro. yeah I'm, you're I'm authentically un- you orthodox. yeah my shit is authentic it is uh, everything that you do like 
it seems like you don't give a fuck like right. what people think. Uh, were you like right? Were you always that? Like, were you at, like, I don't know, because growing up with pretty not- much because all right, so grew up in the suburbs. Yeah, so when you grew up in the suburbs, the key to the suburbs is fitting in, right? Yeah. All right. So when you don't fit in, life can be difficult. So you tend to not give a fuck. You know what I'm saying? So it all kind of, you know, it all goes hand in hand. Well, if I'm you know, being one thing leads to another. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? This is who I am. If you can't fucking rock with it, then I guess it's what the fuck ever. Like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah. You know I was like saying? an like, anxious. We cool or we not cool. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not about to change who I am. Because you don't like it. Or because your whole group of fucking friends don't like it, bro. I'm good. I used to do that. Like, I used to, like, honestly, not for nothing, but, like, smoke it. Like, when I started smoking, I was like, I don't give a fuck what other people are, like, thinking. I'm just trying to be me. Because then you see other people just trying to put on this, like, not authentic character. Uh And then they're not following their shit. Like, like you're you're following. You were talking about how happy you are out in the woods being able to, like, shoot your guns, just do what you need to do. Like, you're being... Then you see people like sitting in an office, unhappy, yeah. probably with around the like right. they're not being they just wanted to play into this game. Yeah. It's all the the like the system. You know, it's so yeah. fucked, but it's like another one of those systems yeah. that gets yeah. them locked up yeah. in whether it be yeah. health or like police. You grew up a certain way, you know, and those are your beliefs. It's it's hard, it's hard to get yourself away from the beliefs you're raised with. Yeah. You know, because they're so strong everybody's really, when you're a kid, you think everybody's thinking the same way, kind of. You know what I'm saying? It's really not that way at all. When you really think about it, you know, it's like, everybody's doing different shit everywhere. Were you different than, like, your family, too? I, I am the black sheep. There ain't <laughs> nobody like me in my family. Are they, like, accepting of you? <clears throat> Some of them. Yeah. That's tough. It's tough because I come I come from a, a good family that was well known in the town I grew up in. I chose a different path and kind of made a bad name for my last name. You know, people in my family weren't happy about that mm-hmm. because they moved a certain way and they had businesses and they were known, you know, and now I'm known for different reasons. So, you know, it was a problem in the family. Definitely a problem in the family. I have family I don't talk to. Probably been close to 15 years I haven't smoked a cigarette. But I smoke so many fucking Dutches, it's retarded. It don't even make sense. All right, we're recording again. All right. It, we had a technical difficulties, but we're back. We we're talking about family not fucking with you. I feel I'm worried. I hope, like, I don't know if family's seen this podcast. I don't think they're going to (laughs) know. I don't think they're going to be happy with what it is if they do. Okay. You know, like, because I'm very open about my shit. Like, we were talking earlier about, uh, like, when you don't fit in with the people around you. Mm -hmm. I closed off for a long time. So I was like, I'm not telling anyone who I actually am. Like, I'm keeping that to myself. But then I was like... (laughs) Nah, I have to be like open about it. And that's when I was like, 
I'm going to be completely open about it. I'm going to like talk about it. I'm going to fucking talk about it on stage. I'm right. going to fucking wear what I want. I'm going to do what I want. I'll be open about like fucking weed, like petty shit. Like well, the first time I saw weed was my mom was being petty and got my dad arrested for weed just because she wanted him out of the house. What the fuck? Yeah, dude. Damn, she just wanted man. him out of the house. So she called the cops and got him arrested for his weed. I mean, weed was looked at kind of crazy back in the day a little bit, but yeah definitely different was your your family was like straight edge yeah yeah everything's when did you smoke for the first time like 15 oh so that you okay 15 i mean that's young but it's not like i think i started smoking cigarettes and weed around the same time drinking too i've never really been a big fan of drinking but i you know i did have you know yeah around the same age maybe 16 15 had friends over parents would leave hit the liquor cabinet you know yeah. Shit like that. Were you like right off the bat you started smoking? Yeah, right around 15. Yeah, because Do I you want to come introduce yourself? You can be the blunt pastor. We we got a guest. Oh, talking to the microphone. It's your boy JJ Lewis, another show cartel artist. We with your boy Blaze Merch in an interview with Bucks. Man, you already know what's up. You passing the blunt, JJ. We got the blunt pastor. Yeah, so you were you were smoking, fifteen. I didn't smoke until I was like eighteen, I think. And see, when I started smoking, I'd already got a job, working a little pizza place. You know what I mean? After school, so I was getting paychecks. Yeah. So. Were you always a hustler with work? Yeah. I was too. Ever since I could like start working, I was trying to make as much money as yeah, possible. See my dad, he worked so much we barely even saw him. You know what I'm saying? Seventy hour weeks two, three jobs. You know what I mean? He was a hard worker. Yeah. So that's what I was raised on, you know. So. And you are a hard worker, but in like a different, like you took it in a different path. Like I learned a lot from that, like right. growing up around yeah. people like that type, but I'm taking it in a different path. Right. Mm-hmm. And people don't respect that sometimes. They don't realize that if you're hustling, not hustling on, uh, for something good, like... Yeah. But that goes back to the way life is set up. You know what I'm saying? Like, you're supposed to stick to this straight path. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're raised. You're supposed to go to school. You're supposed to go to college. You know what I'm saying? You're supposed to have a career. You're not supposed to do what the fuck you want. You know? Yeah. You're not supposed to be creative. You know what I'm saying? Like, they want you to do other shit. They don't want you to make music because most people don't make nothing off making music. They don't want you to do art. Most artists don't make shit off doing art. Yeah. Both clothing, clothing fucking brands. They don't take off. But they should. But they should. Because the people that are saying, nah, that shit's not real. They're the ones making money off of it because they realize they're not the creative ones. And I think now we live in a time where all that independent shit is blowing up. From everything, from the music to the clothing to the art. Like everything. Look at Buffalo Kids in a <clears throat> mall. Like, for real, when's the last time a cool shit happened in a mall? Look at this. Fucking Struggle Mike got to move from the little place to this place, which is dope. He's, this place lit. He's built a dope group of artists that yeah. work hard and have a good work. name is perfect, right? The compound. Yeah. Like, Struggle compound. It's the independent and also the not the pettiness. Like, people... Uh, 
Like you think you want to fight for your own shit, but nah, if you put other people on and help other people, right. they're going to help you too. No, like helping mm-hmm. others is the most selfish thing in the world. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Cause like you create a movement that way. Exactly. You, know? you create a network. I don't care about any listens on this podcast. I've said this, like that's not what matters. What matters is I get to have cool conversations. Right. When else would I get to talk to you face to f- like we could smoke blunts, all of us in this room, like mm-hmm. we could be smoking, watching music yeah. videos, but I don't get mm-hmm. to have like a face to face conversation with you. The conversation for an definitely going to be a little different for real. And that's I can learn from every single one right. of those. It doesn't matter. Like, that's what I want to create a network of cool people that I know. Makes and sense. learn yeah, and learn sense. from yeah. them. Like you said, you didn't read as much like because. How did you learn about the the bigger picture of the world? Bigger picture of the world, the internet, researching and reading, watching, you know, this, watching that. Yeah. But, you know, it wasn't in books. How old were you when you started figuring that shit out? I started researching shit early 2000s, you know, but I was still, like I said, I was in my young, out of control shit. And you had so a kid. It never amounted to nothing, you know what I'm saying? But when I relaxed and, you know what I'm saying, got on my grown man shit, you know what I'm saying? Started putting everything together because your head different. You're thinking different. You know what I'm saying? Everything clear. Yeah. You know, so. And do you think that gave you the, like, vision to then focus on this other stuff? Like, the settling down and being able to, like, all right, I can really put my time into whether it yeah, be, like, clothing yeah. or, you know, your kid, like you, you were just talking about celebrating your daughter's birthday. Yep. You know, like being able to like have family time or give family time. Cause you said yeah. you had a kid young, young, real young teenager while you were still wilding. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was at the heart of it. The beginning of it. I had a kid, I think I was 18 years old, you know? Yeah. Was that like, <clears throat> I mean that, that's a life change, like changing experience. Yeah. I mean, of course, but definitely. Now you, you got to something like, to take care of. Yeah. You know? ain't, ain't no failing. No. Was it giving you like drive or was it like scary? Definitely drive, you know, like, yeah. Ain't not really be scared of. Do you feel good? I've like, been working, getting money since 15, you know, so it's really nothing different. Yeah. It's just, you know, worrying about somebody else besides yourself but you're not like not being scared like you believe like the world got you or -hmm. you got you oh i definitely i got me you got you yeah do you believe in anything more anything more i mean like coincidences and weird shit like that yeah like we were talking about, God damn it, I'm doing it. I'm talking about DMT on another podcast. God damn it. I said I wasn't going to do it. But like when I did that shit, I realized that there was more. Like I That's learned a say. little bit more. That's what they say. And I real it helped me start this podcast. It helped okay. me realize that maybe there is someone guiding me. And if I can listen to that guidance. Yeah, see, all right. So I believe in like... Good, bad, evil, you know, like definitely believe in like angels type shit, you know, and then the opposite of that, you know, demons and angels, but all that other shit, I think is just, you know, it's more hocus pocus. They teach you as a kid, 
Yeah. You know? I mean, so there's I, definitely something watching out for you. I mean, do you, you know, is there somebody guiding you? Maybe, you know? But I don't believe in the organized shit. Like, I don't, I do think like it's a money making scheme to control people, but yeah. there has to, I don't know. There's too many weird coincidences that like, there's too many like things that point you on the path towards what you're supposed to do. Maybe. 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 You don't think I mean, so? Because at the end of the day, is it really what you're supposed to do? You know what I'm saying? Like when you when you want a path to nowhere, but you're surviving and everything good. Is that really the path you're supposed to be on? You'd have made a lot of sacrifices on this path. You know? Like, yeah. So it's tough because there could have been a different path that could have been easier. So why didn't you take that path? Would that have not been you? Like authentic? Like that's what we're talking about authenticity. Sometimes right. you got to right. you gotta be you, right. no, even if that decision isn't. That's a fact the energy or the people around you are telling you. And I think a lot of it, I know what I'm saying sounds like weird and I don't think I can describe the words, but I feel like we're coming from the same place on this where if you just focus on yourself and you know that you got you, if you have like best intentions for yourself, right. then that's what's going to be most important. <coughs> definitely what's most important when did you settle down settled down since a teenager because i had a kid in a sense you know but like i said actually settling down to where i had my shit together 30 years old took me a long motherfucking time because i was on the wrong path what made you make the switch hmm. not doing drugs <laughs> What made you Keeping stop? Under, you know. Yeah. Um. I don't really know what exactly made me stop. Cause I got away from it for a while. Like I said, then I would party, you know, a couple times a year. Nah, nah, like no big deal. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But you know, when you finally let that shit go forever, like it's just different. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know, it's a different mindset. All of a sudden, you just think differently. I I agree. Not that it's the same thing, but like making a conscious effort to like cut something out mm -hmm. shows that you can give yourself boundaries. Facts. And I think that can help you like grow in a way. Mm -hmm. 100%. Not that it's the same thing at all, but we're talking about blunts, we're talking about tobacco. Right. When I like force myself to cut it out of my system and it's like, yeah, I'd love to smoke. Mm -hmm. a fronto i'd love some good dutch but i made a rule with myself that i'm not gonna do it and if i break that rule then why would i break any of the other rules that right. i've set up for myself because you i don't know i want to stick to the code that i have for myself you know as, right as you should yo yo whoever's walking into this room it's a ghost <laughs> oh it's mike shout out mike <laughs> Shout out Shamil. We're bringing the whole party in here. What's going on? We're just getting. 
I know the background on this shout out is the struggle compound. It's fucking dope. It's fucking dope. I don't, I, can someone remind me of what we we're talking about? Do you do either of you remember? No, we we're talking tobacco. 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 That's a thank you. Thank you about setting the rules up for yourself and about sticking to that right. shit and like discipline. I think discipline is like discipline is key to everything. Yeah. You seem very disciplined with your like you're talking about like how long you've stuck with it and like having to when the thing jams up, you got 50 more right. just being like, no matter what, I'm going to keep working through it. Uh, success isn't like. Um, like talent, it's like consistency plus time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like being dedicated to something for a long time. Right. Do you ever, I guess this is a change of, but like, do you ever want to do something? Like, do you want to create your own brand? Like, that's kind of where I'm at right now, you know, creating this custom clothing brand. I just want to stick to, you know, customizing stuff. That's, that's what I like. Cause mm -hmm. I like everything to be different. You know what I'm saying? So what's better than to make a bunch of shit that nobody else can get. Yeah. You know, like that's just where it's at. It's just finding the right way to brand that, you know, because it's different, you know, it's the business side of it. Right. Cause you like the like art side of it, but then yeah. when you have to get like the yeah. business side of it, it starts getting fucky. Mm -hmm. Cause I kind of just take other people's shit. And then cut it up, put it together, and make it mine. Yeah. I mean, in a sense. Would you, know? you ever do, like, do you ever want to do your own designs? Like, Well, that's what I kind of did when I got the patches, you know, so I can just make my own shit that's not necessarily other people's stuff. Mm -hmm. You know, I can just use blanks. Yeah. Make some stuff. Got some jeans, you know. And you got you doing that, and you're also staying focused on the music. You said you got two more tracks. Yep. Are you shooting any? You got me a lot of music videos in the vault. Yeah, I got three videos in the stash. Are you gonna shoot any more? I don't know. Maybe one more. And then, like, you you have life. You're like living. You're chilling. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Thank you for coming on. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. Oh yeah. Do you want to give your social media where people can find your stuff? Blaze Merch 585 on the gram and P Customs 585 for the clothing. That's it. Check it out because it's really dope shit. Listen to the music. It'll be on Struggle Mike's new album coming soon. Yep. Yep. Album on the way. Album on the way. All right. Bye, everyone.